What up, y'all? You're listening to the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk Podcast with your host, Thomas Miller and Corey Adair. Your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot, hot, hot U.S. men's national team takes. Take it away. Go, go, USA! Gratefully claims it. Distribution. Brilliant. Landon Donovan. Or if things on here for the USA, can they do it here? Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of the Gabacho Baracho U.S. Soccer Talk podcast. Uh, it's Corey Adair, and I'm here with my two cohorts. Thomas Miller. Dan Angel. And we're going to come to you guys this week and talk about some, some USA rosters. Rosters going on. We got rosters dropping tomorrow. Uh, we do have in, what, the next nine days, three games, or is it ten days, three games? No. How many days until February? What is it? February what that we play in Minneapolis? February 2nd. February 2nd. So. so we got 13 days, 13 days until that. So we got three games in the next 13 days. Still don't know who's all coming from Europe. We do have some updates on some players in Europe for you. We will be playing another game, which is probably our new favorite segment. <laughs> this has been this is this is getting been getting pretty fun in my opinion. Um, but we're gonna go ahead. We'll just kick it off with who you know any concerns we have with players that we know should be getting called up, and and, and what we feel about it. And I think the first one, the glaring one, is is the death thing. He's still not playing, and Twitter's blown up about it. Twitter absolutely hates the fact that Dest isn't getting any minutes. They are shredding Xavi left and right for like living in yesteryear. And just, it's, it's, it's getting untenable almost. I don't know what, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, he, he's obviously too talented, not bring to camp. He's not playing. Does he start automatically? Do, is there anybody else that would be okay with you to bring just in case? I don't know. What do you, what are you guys feeling about this? Um, I say you definitely bring him and, and, you know, you start him, <laughs> uh, cause I mean, he's still training, um, and he is our best option, you know, at right back, uh, or yeah, right back or wherever, wherever he ends up playing. He, he's just a guy we got to have on a pitch. Um, so it'll be fresh. I guess that's like a positive way to look at it. Barcelona, by the way, continues to struggle. Uh, they lost Copa del Rey today. And were eliminated by Bilbao. Um, with the first match being against El Salvador, you can find out how fit Dest is, if he's match fit and ready to go, or if you might need to be a bit more careful with him in the um, other matches in this window. So, yeah, I think you absolutely start him in that um, first match and see what um, he brings to the table. Yeah, total, total agreement. Kind of stretch him out, see what he's got. And uh, what I was saying there is that Des did play today. This cup game went to extra time. He came on in the 96 minutes, so he played like 25 minutes or whatever. 
because uh, it went 120 minutes. Just looking at it, like I said, I didn't watch any of it, so I'm not sure. <laughs> it's kind of talking out of my ass, but uh, Ansu Fati came on in the second half for some guy, some like younger guy, and then Des came on for him for Fati in the 96 minutes. So like, Des probably only played. I'm assuming because of some sort of injury to Ansu Fati, but that looks like he went in at like left wing or right wing too, not right back. Danny Alves played all, <laughs> all 120 minutes. Of course. Yeah. <sighs> so frustrating. Yeah. I, I, you absolutely have to play him. I, I don't think it's a question. You play him, you see what he's got. I mean, first 45 minutes against El Salvador at home in Ohio, Shouldn't kill you. I mean, at worst, you're going into halftime zero zero, and you can make yeah. a make a change if you need to. And absolute worst case scenario, maybe you're down one off. I I don't know. I I think you play him. I think he's going to play well for the United States if he does get the start because his unwillingness to leave Barcelona shows me that he. I, I'm starting to buy in Thomas's theory about proving people wrong. Sure. Perfect opportunity is this three game window. Play a bunch of minutes and kick ass, and then you show. Then you show, you know, show exactly to Xavi why why you should be playing him. I don't know. I I I think you play him. I don't know who else. I think you could bring Scully. He's been playing a lot of minutes in Bundesliga. You could bring him in case something happens. I guess I don't know, but yeah, I I think you should be playing him. Um. Yeah, and worst case scenario, we put Pulisic at right back since he's been playing that. <laughs> slander. That's as much slander as saying don't bring best. <laughs> no. I think best is 100% on the roster, and, and I think he starts, you know, two games minimal. He might start all three. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I think he does do. Yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on um, how – how our how our team's bodies react in these temperatures because I mean we haven't really had a window like this before so you don't really know like what what's going to happen on playing these games in northern cities in January and February. Right. I just looked that up because I was kind of curious. I didn't know average temperature for January 27th in Columbus is 37, but it's like a 6:30 kickoff, so probably in the 20s. You know, if it's by average. Yeah. Yeah, and that's still that's still a temperature that they're not used to. I mean, they're just straight up not used to. And we have wondered. I mean, there there has been questions in my eyes about Destin's toughness when it comes to physical play in Concacaf. He seems to have gotten pushed around at certain moments moments in certain games early in the octagonal. Playing in this weather is going to show his toughness or lack thereof. I feel like he'd be the type of person that, if he isn't tough, if my fears are true, I could see him getting hurt because it's cold out. <laughs> in Minneapolis. If he, <laughs> if he starts and plays 90 in the first game, maybe plays 20, 30 minutes in Canada and then goes out there and that's the worst game. I could see, <laughs> I could see him being 20 minutes and oh, fuck this, <laughs> but the, I don't think he'll do that. January 27th in Columbus forecast is high of 32 chance of flurries, low of 23 snow in the evening. Perfect. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, Italians can't play in a half an inch, but we'll go ahead and play in four. <laughs> oh, no, I there, there was one other thing that kind of popped off to me this last week. 
about players who play a lot of minutes and players who have played a lot of minutes for us and where they're at in current playing minutes. And that's Fulham, dude. Fulham is on a fucking tear. And Robinson and Ream have a big part to do with it. They're not giving up goals. And those guys are getting fucking assists. I mean, Robinson had an assist and a goal in their 7-2 win over whoever that – or, yeah, 6-2 win over who the whoever the hell they played. Birmingham City. Birmingham City. They they went – they won 6-2. and two. They won 6-2 to two the match before that and 7 nothing the match before that. And Robinson's getting a flurry of assists. He scored a couple goals in that window. I was watching it, and Tim, and Tim Ream actually had an assist disallowed because they were offsides, but he played a low through ball and set it up perfectly. I mean, they, they're playing at a different level. Those guys are getting really quality minutes, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like we should probably bring Ream. We haven't been bringing him. I feel like he should probably be there. Uh, yeah, pump the brakes on that. <laughs> a little, saying, I think I'm, he's like sixth or seventh on our depth chart at center back. I'm, Thing is the last person because he's playing minutes and playing well with them. Yeah. Fulham is like a they didn't really lose anybody from they were just relegated last year. It was kind of a shock relegation too. They just had a really shitty year. Uh so they're always a team to look at playing some sort of handicap bet. Uh, you know, two goals, three goals. Cause I think this is gonna be like I don't think they'll continue winning six to two and seven zero every game, but there's no reason they shouldn't, you know, uh, get back to the Premier League next year. And I think they're going to dominate a lot of their teams to play. Uh, um, one thing I did, since we're on the championship, this is something I just thought of. Uh, Daryl DK had his debut uh, over the weekend at West Brom. <clears throat> and um, the thing I wanted to say was that we didn't get to see it. Uh I assume that all the championship games are on ESPN plus I looked it up when they're on the weekend, they only play, they only select four or five of them. So I'm calling you out ESPN plus you're only going to pick four or five fucking games, pick a game that an American's in every single time, or you fucking, you know, they have access to every single game, put every single fucking game on the menu. I'm not totally sure that they do have access to every single game because of the I follow thing. Yeah. Because, okay. like, those those I follow packages that um, teams in the football league can um, sell to their fans, those are only for out-of-country um, fans. So, like, you can't buy them if you're in the U.K., I think. So I'm not sure if they have the rights to um, bring every championship game here. So I but could – if, if they do, then they absolutely should. You're right. But – so, like, there's actually – I could pay and get all the West Brom – or – all yeah. the West Brom games. Holy yeah. shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah, if, um, you're, if your team is in the championship, League One or League Two, um, and they've signed, they've agreed to do that, which I think every team has. So um, then, yeah, almost all of their games are going to be on iFollow. Dude, I'm making that pretty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. That two-minute clip of him just body-checking guys. I loved it so much. Dude, he, he literally threw. So, yeah, because this was in the last week. It wasn't something we talked about last week. The, the highlight was he was going up for a jump ball, and the ball was, like, bouncing around. Like, he was he was literally just boxing out people like a small forward in Division One basketball, just, just wrecking people. And the final clip that I saw 
was he was running out of bounds to try to get this ball. There's a player in front of him and he just hip checks him right, <laughs> right into the crowd. Basically. It, uh, it, <laughs> it was, it was actually pretty comedy. I, I feel like, I feel like admin should probably share that video and, and make, make, make a joke about it. No, uh, I don't know if admin shared it. We'll have to talk to him about it, but I, there was one that I that I believe I shared uh, on my own account, I guess, and it is like an a, a, ex- extended, and there's like a sideline hip check, and then there's an inline hip check. Like he did it, he did it at least twice. I mean, it's pretty awesome. He's uh-huh. like definitely becoming him in the championship. I love him at Orlando City. I couldn't care less. You know, he never really impressed, but. I guess it's kind of hard being on a team that's not great in the, in the MLS. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think that helps. I don't. The majority of our players, it doesn't help their their ability to grow as a player. Um. All right. I can't. I don't know. I. It looks like something else from this week. It looks like Geo is is not going to be good to go. Period. Point blank at all for the entire window. He's still not even playing. Uh, and the other one, I think the injury we talked about last week was Wea out at Lil, and he actually saw the field this week. So I think I think there's a little bit of hope. I don't know. What have you guys heard? I mean, yeah, it had sounded like he was further away than Geo, you know. So uh, him playing probably means he's gonna play in this weekend, uh, hopefully, and then. Yeah, I mean, call him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's electric in CONCACAF, you know. So. And uh, we need him. We need all our guys. Um, and then I think, Dan, you were mentioning something earlier, but, or mentioning something about Canada playing at half capacity. Is that is that happening? Yeah, um, so they just announced a couple hours ago that um, uh, for the fixture against the U.S. that – Canada is only going to allow 12,000 fans in the building. I'll take it. I mean, it's the coldest. Uh, yeah. Coldest anyways. <laughs> yeah. 50% capacity on at the field in Hamilton. And the other announcement in CONCACAF that could change things for this window is VAR is finally coming to the qualifiers. VAR, VAR, VAR. Although it definitely would have hurt us a little bit against Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like, VAR, I honestly think that VAR is the one thing that MLS does better than the rest of the world because they only seem to use it when it actually is a clear and obvious error, whereas the Premier League seems to pull it out um, when you need a microscope to see that um, somebody was offside. Yeah, Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious most of the time. Yeah, like here, here it's pretty obvious most of the time. But like Premier League matches, I've seen a few where it's like, how in the world is the ref going to see that live? And then they somehow decide by like a fraction of an inch that yeah, he was offside. Yeah, there was this thing when when they were talking about bringing VAR um, to the Premier League as a mid-table team supporter, all the mid-table team supporters said well now we're going to finally have an even playing field because everybody knows uh probably the same in any any major league you know but like the the top teams in the premier league are 
always going to get the benefit of the doubt. And everybody thought with Farr coming in, um, you know, that's going to level it out. We're finally going to have, uh, you know, a chance to, to get to the premier or to the champions league or, or even win it. I think I even saw like this, this, the last season before they had Var. it was like a table with, if, if premier league had Var, and it was like West Ham was in second place or something at the end of the season. So what happened Var is such a disaster in the premier league. You still see the, the top teams getting the benefit of the doubt that it, yep. it, it, there's decisions that are made that are like the announcers are saying, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a worldwide feed, right? Like uh, they're in England. They're mm-hmm. saying things like, you know, we don't, we don't understand what this ref is. Yeah. Or what the, the well, I mean, like the most obvious was the Aston Villa Sheffield match on um, last year where um, there was, I think it was a goal that went, that went in, but wasn't counted and Barr should have spotted it, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get how, I mean, I don't get how with replay you can, you can still fuck up in soccer. I feel like it's yeah, the one sport where it's the one sport where everything is so visually blatantly obvious in front of you that yeah. I feel like there's no excuses in this sport. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty true. Does MLS MLS never looks at a monitor, right? Like the ref is just getting a feed from like a control center, or does he go? I'm not 100 sure. I kind of like that better too. I don't like. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess I kind of do like on a red card or something. I like the ref having to go look at the monitor. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, bar yeah, it should be perfect. It's not that fucking hard. It's not, you know, it's not, not equal. No, and there's really, there's really not that much subjectivity in this game. So if you're going to have it in there, do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The ball either fully crosses the line. A part of your body is clearly past a player. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not like football where was that ball moving in his possession? Did he have full possession of it? Did he lose possession of it? Did it shift? Did it touch the ground? Like there's, there, there's a lot more. There's like 20 different dumb parts of what constitutes a catch these days in football. Yeah, yeah. Soccer, complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> complete opposite. Did the ball go past the line? It's a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I hope we do see back back to Waya, though. I do. I really do hope we see him. It'd be nice to have some depth up there, not named Areola. I don't know. I I'm I'm hoping – hoping that there's somebody good enough to where he can justify not putting them on the field. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. Like one oh. other. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I'll, I'll touch on it later. Go ahead. Oh, the, uh, the other, I guess the United States men national team news that we have is that they announced uh, the final home game location, which is going to be in Orlando. Uh, what's kind of interesting about it. We played Panama. It seems like every single, every single city that's been selected in this qualifying um this uh this world cup qualifying cycle they've tried to go to a place that uh where we would for sure have a uh, you know a very large home field advantage uh played mexico and cincinnati jamaica and austin things like that uh panama I believe played a gold cup game in Orlando. I think it was either this summer. It was 2019. They had something like 20,000 fans at that game. There's a huge Panamanian uh, population in Miami, North Florida as well. 
So, I mean, we're kind of going against the grain. And it's going to be really interesting to see if it is a must-win kind of game. And also if Panama is playing for their World Cup lives, you know, if if it feels like a home game for us, you know, which can be a big, uh, you know, have, have a lot to do with the momentum of the match, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like the announcement. I saw it and I was like, wait a second. That uh, you went from Minneapolis in February against Honduras to warm weather Orlando against Panama. I mean, you might as well be playing Mexico and L.A. Oh, you do that, too. <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing here? <laughs> Thank you, Taylor Twelman. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it sometimes. I don't know. Whatever. We're going to have to get. I mean, to be, to play devil's advocate a little bit, the U S had to get a bit creative with where they, um, with where they put this final match because they're going up against March madness for that last match. Cause that's taking, that's taking place like during the elite eight. But I mean, still they could have found a better place to play that and, than florida like they could have put the like salt lake city is not hosting anything for the ncaa tournament put it there oh, i wouldn't argue against that yeah as far as travel goes to orlando makes sense florida makes sense so yeah mexico city then to orlando then to san jose costa rica so travel wise kind of pretty easy flights two, three hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, if um, you're thinking, if you're thinking travel and want to do that, you could have done Kansas city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So what, what I was going to say earlier, it looks like the U S is going to get a little bit lucky on um, with the weather in um, St. Paul. And um, as far as maybe it won't be ridiculously freezing, <laughs> But then again, I'm taking a closer look at it right now. It's um, projecting on February 2nd, 37 mile an hour wind gusts. Jesus Christ. Yeah. In Hamilton? Uh, no, that's a, this is St. Paul. Oh, oh, dude, it's going to be great. For, fe- be great. for February 2nd, Dom against Honduras. Shout out to Soup. He had to deal with negative 11 today. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The proje- Let's see. The projected temperature... Low of 12 degrees with a feels like negative four. Jeez. Yep. Good I mean, luck, guys, <laughs> uh, when I'm on, when I'm talking to somebody and it's this cold out that, or that type of cold out, I'm, I just, it's hazardous to human health. It's, yeah. it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. What was it today on our work commute, Corey? Was it like zero or one? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was, I think it was in the positive, but there was uh, no wind and it, it didn't feel terrible. Right. You know, it was still cold. My beard you still could have, could have ran around 90 minutes and played no quality soccer. Oh. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, <laughs> I wasn't staying yeah. out there longer it than was I a mild. It was a mild 21 degrees here. Yeah. Rubbing in Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no. I work from home, so no commute. <laughs> It'll be it'll be interesting, that's for sure. I, I I can't wait. I can't wait till tomorrow. I can't wait to see what what names are on there. I hope I hope there's nothing too stupid. I hope it's all the names that we expect. 
names of players that have proven themselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And if I'm not mistaken, by the time we reconvene, we'll have had a game, right? I think so. I think so. I believe it's like a 6.30 Eastern or 6.30 Central kickoff next Thursday. Something like that. Oh, so we'll be, yeah. I mean, we'll either have just watched it or we'll be watching it live while we record. So, yeah, I mean, we're it's here. It's here. We got game week. Yeah, it's 7.30 in the Eastern time zone. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. That's going to be All right. Idea. So, going to our next segment, our contemplations, I just have a little gripe that, I, that, that really pisses me off. And I saw it, I think it was – two days ago or three days ago, the announcer that called, what is it, Valencia? Yeah, Valencia, right? Musa? Mm-hmm. Called the, there was some British guy calling the Valencia game where Musa had to play. Who, who are they playing? Because it was another North American player. I believe. I don't, it, regardless, regardless. Sevilla, oh, huh. Sevilla, Tecatito. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. And that announcer made a comment basically with the intention saying that Musa probably shouldn't be playing for the United States, called him an accidental American and said that the only reason that he plays for the United States men's national team is because his mom was accidentally in the United States when she gave birth. And I, I saw that it pissed me off. Right. There's probably there's an accent issue. He clearly doesn't sound like he has an American accent. It's not like talking to Weston McKinney, who you can tell is from Dallas when he talks. So it, it you know, you do have that, but you don't call somebody an accidental American. I mean, it, it in our law, in our rules here, being born here is what makes you most American. Like that's 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 actually what it is. Like being born here takes precedence over everything. You are a U.S. citizen for life, and nobody can take it from you. You can renounce it. Nobody can take it from you. You know, so I I took serious offense to that. We we went on this rift about it was just Chelsea fans with Pulisic because Fulham fans loved Dempsey. But there is something there. And that announcer kind of shed light to it. I, I do think there's something there. It pisses me off, and I I honestly just makes me want to qualify really bad and get lucky to be in the group, be in a group with England and fucking take it from them. Just, just, just take their sport. I'm sorry. I'm, I, it's, it's been frustrating me. Yeah. I'll, I'll go one up. I don't want them in our group. I want them in like the quarterfinal and, and to knock them off. I mean, make our first ever final four. Yeah. That would be wet dream kind of stuff. And just, yeah, to kind of rub it in and, their smugness face, you know, you see it too with West, Weston McKinney. I don't think it, it, maybe, maybe I'm looking at it from a biased, biased opinion being an American, but I think he's clearly, he's one of the, like, he's one of the better players in, in Syria and one of the better players on Juventus, but you still see it. It's like if, when you follow Juventus game on Twitter or whatever, it's like 50, 50, if he's having a good game or if he's having a shit game. It's the same sort of thing, you know. It's just, it, I mean, not saying something that it, it just sounds racist, you know, to say he's an accidental American. It's like saying he's an anchor baby. I see it yeah. as a thing, and you know, it, that's pretty. 
that's pretty gross by that announcer. Uh, but there is this kind of, we, we talked about it kind of a lot now too, is people look down on Americans for whatever reason. And like, I was kind of trying to find stuff on it and, and talking to you, Corey, about it. Like, I don't think Jonathan David, and I don't think uh, Alfonso Davies are getting that same sort of treatment. Like, I don't know what it is, if it's just like a perceived Amer American arrogance or whatever, when we travel to other countries, we're like embarrassing <laughs> as a group of people or whatever. I don't know. It, it just isn't, it isn't, it isn't fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not, I don't like it either. And, and it just seemed to come from a large portion of like British people. So yeah, if, if there is some situation where we play England and beat them in a World Cup, forget it. Lifetime. It's coming to the new home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, you probably didn't see anything on that, Dan, but it, it, it was... Right. It, it, it wasn't right. I mean, like Thomas yeah. said, no different than calling somebody an anchor baby. Exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, something like that, um, there's just no excuse for saying that. And you're right. That would be sweet, dumb, poetic justice if this World Cup, we do get to stick it to England for that. But yeah, that that's just embarrassing. Yeah. And I would love it to be nothing more than MMA backfield, just shredding them apart. And Pulisic getting the game winner like that just it'd be icing. It'd be icing on the cake. Show show Chelsea fans why they should like him. Go score. <laughs> yeah. Well, will they, will they like him at all if um, he ruins their um, World Cup dream? No, but I think he'd embrace being the heel. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah but the, all right. The announcer who said that is Derek Ray, who is uh, featured in FIFA. So, I mean, it's not just some, like, low-level uh, ESPN Plus, you know, British announcer. He's the lead commentator for ESPN, Bundesliga, La Liga. And I think, yeah, he covers the World Cup for Fox, it says, too. I mean, this I'll is... Tell you, I'll tell you what. My opinion on, on this is soccer and USA soccer isn't the most popular sport here. The people that love it, I could say is probably a very resounding percentage of that fan base that doesn't give two fucks what Moose's accent sounds like and absolutely love watching MMA midfield. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's kind of preaching to the wrong choir when it comes to USA fans. I, I don't know. I think, I think he should probably reconsider his position on this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, but speaking of which, that's another thing I'm jacked for. All three of them are healthy. All three of them are playing. All three of them look great. Let's go. Yes. All right. What game are we playing? Okay. Um, the game for this week. Uh, I'm going to do blind, blind resumes of CONCACAF players. And um, I'm going to have you guys try to guess who they are. Uh, I did do some guys who retired, but they're not like, there's some current guys, some guys who retired, but there, there's nobody really old, you know, I'm not going to like try to put like a Joe Max Moore on you guys. There's, they're from like recent and our generation. Um, 
So the way that uh, I think I want to play this, and that players will take turns. Um, see, it's going first. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys not to not to blurt out the answer and to um, take the honor code to not be looking at Google while we do it. Uh, I trust both of you, so uh, I think that can be um, something we can all agree on, right? Nobody's gonna look at Google. No, no, we're good. Okay. Uh, so, like, I'm going to be replacing um, all the leagues and leaving out dates and saying what country they're from, obviously. I'm going to say something like a CONCACAF league. Uh, I'm going to use the term Big Five League in Europe, which is, uh, as you both know, uh, England, Spain, France, Italy. Uh, in Germany uh, and non-Big Five League, which is like any other European league. Um, and then, so whoever's going first, uh, they can guess. If they guess, they get it right. Uh, I'm going to give you three points. And if that person misses, the other person has a chance and they can ask me to reveal like hints, uh, stuff that I left out. Um, and actually I meant to say that the other player will have a shot to guess it without, if he wants to guess it without getting any hints. And if he can, then he gets three points. If you, if you get it with, uh, with some hints or whatever, then I'll give you one point. Is that clear? <laughs> Ish. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the first player. Um, here we go. The first player. I started my youth international career at the U17 level for my country. At the youth level, I scored three goals in 30 caps while playing at U17, U21, U21, uh, U20, U21, and U23 levels. At the senior national team level, I have 14 caps and three goals. I started my club career at a con at a CONCACAF league team where I played three seasons at that club i scored five goals in 51 appearances but despite that was considered good enough to transfer to europe i transferred to a big five league team at this club uh i have 68 appearances but only four goals and that includes 52 appearances in league play and zero goals who am i and i forgot to ask who wants to go first I'll let Dan go first. Okay. I'll let <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so these are all guys from CONCACAF. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean. Okay, so does that mean I get a guess? Go, go ahead. Diego Linus. Yes. <laughs> yes, Diego Linus. <laughs> So, like I said, you didn't get any hints, so I'll give you three. I didn't know the exact numbers. I just knew those numbers were bad. Yeah. And, and then I saw your shit grin, so I just figured it was Diego Linus. <laughs> I know. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Diego Linus has never scored for Real Betis. He's, he's appeared in 52 La Liga games. I think it's it's called, what is it? 1,300 days now? Yeah, I mean, I, I follow him on Twitter, and I like it anytime they play. 
Yeah, that's a good follow. Days since Diego Linus has scored. Oh, and it is like 1,300 days. <laughs> but he's still, he's still blown up by, you know, Mexican soccer media as some great player. And I almost kind of agree with them that I think he's good. We saw it in the Nations, Nations League. Yeah, he was out there balling. But for whatever reason, he's just not good at Europe. Not good at Betis. And, and I, I saw that he is uh, rumored to be transferred to, like, man, I can't remember the teams. But they're, it's a step down big time. It's, like, maybe, like, Galatasaray or something like that. Uh, I don't remember. I shouldn't even said. But, all right. Good job, Corey. You got three. Uh, and you get to go first on this next player. Okay. I think Dan is actually going to hit this one. But, uh, but here we go. <clears throat> okay. I started my club career at a CONCACAF league team and played four seasons there. At this club, in 107 appearances, I scored 35 goals. I then transferred to a non-Big Five European side. I played at the first club. Uh, I, played, I played at that club for three years, uh, scoring 31 goals in 96 appearances. Uh, I then transferred to a slightly better non-Big Five European club where I played three seasons as well, also had 96 appearances and netted 43 goals in those nine, in those 96 games. I finally got a shot at a Big Five side, so a Big Five league team, uh, where over four years and 108 appearances, I scored 13 goals. I finished my club career at another non-Big Five side. Um, my total number of club career goals is 145. My international career includes 138 caps for my country, scoring 28 goals, including six times in a World Cup qualifying where our team did not make it. But I did participate in two World Cups. Who am I? Claudio Reyna? I don't know. I don't know. That's incorrect. Dan. Do you want to guess, or do you want to start? Um, I'll take a random. I'll take a random shot. I don't. I don't think it's right. Um, I'll say Brian McBride. No, it's not correct. All right, hint. Okay, well, what kind of hint do you want? I can reveal anything. Years. Hmm. Years he was at the Power Five. The years that he was at the Power Five side were. 2000, it was 2012 to 2016. I will say the last year, this is another hint, I guess, the last year that he was at this club, they were relegated and played in the second tier division. I have no idea. Nothing's jumping out at me. <laughs> you can get another hint. Uh, you can choose what hint you want. What was the, What was that team? Oh, it's Dan's turn, though. <laughs> yeah, that that one sounds good to me. Okay, that team is Fulham. Oh, then it's Dempsey. <laughs> no. Oh wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be Dempsey. Oh, the years are off, but yeah. Fulham. 
Do you want another hint, Dan, since Corey guessed something? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to get it. All right. Um, I'll say the thing I said about scoring six goals in the World Cup, this team did not qualify for the 2010 World Cup. I said he did participate in two, so he participated in the next two. Okay. <laughs> Uh, not nah, I don't know. Okay. Um, next hint for Corey. I, I give up. You give up? I give up. We're both giving up? Yeah. Brian Ruiz, Costa Rica. Oh. Yes. I could have given I'd see I actually withheld some like World Cup stuff about him scoring a goal against Italy and stuff like that. Because I thought that would make it too easy, but Looking back on it, I should have <laughs> I should have included that shit. Um, all right, this is Dan gets to go first on this one. This is the next player. I started my club yeah. career at a Concacaf League team, um, where I played four seasons uh, and had seventy nine appearances and twenty nine goals. I then transferred to a big five, one of the big five league teams, where I played parts of six seasons. And in 157 appearances, scored 59 goals, 37 of which came in league play. One of those six seasons, uh, in one of those six seasons, I was loaned out to another big five league team and made 33 appearances and scored nine goals. I then signed for three more big five league teams uh, after that, over a various amount of seasons, obviously. totaling 154 appearances and 59 goals for those teams, those three teams, before returning to play for another CONCACAF league team. Um, Total club career numbers are 456 appearances with 175 goals. At the international level, I have 109 caps for my country and have scored 52 goals. Who am I? The only name jumping out to me is Dempsey, and I know that's not it. That's incorrect. Corey, do you want to guess without a hint, or do you want a hint? Yeah, Chicharito. Uh, this dude is killing it on the Mexican guys. Yes, Chicharito. <laughs> You're like Mexican national team Stan. That should, that should be your new Twitter handle, dude. 1,300 days since Diego, Diego Linus has scored. <laughs> Chicharito, yeah. Chicharito, one interesting thing um, about him that I always like to bring up is that he's had over 50 goals in the Premier League. Uh, 37 were with Manchester United, and then 13 or 14 were with West Ham, which I'm not proud of. But uh, And not a single one of those was outside of the box. Like, he scored every single goal inside the area. He never scored like a banger from outside the box. He's a striker who isn't very good with his feet. One of the best strikers of all time in CONCACAF, probably. Yeah, he just, I don't know. He has a sixth sense. That, the only reason I knew that was Chicharito is because of the insane number of goals. Scored yeah. every other international appearance. It's got to be Chicharito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you can say about him is he has that instinct to be in the right place at the right time to get those. Yep, hit at LA Galaxy. He's done the same shit his entire career. All right. Okay. 
uh, next player, <clears throat> um, my international youth career began at the U15 level for my country, where I got 10 caps and scored twice. Um, at the U17 level, I had a total of 34 caps and scored 20 goals. At the senior national team level, I have 42 caps and 17 goals. I started my youth club career in a CONCACAF nation, but made my senior club career debut at a big five European team. At this club, I played four years, had 127 appearances, scored 19 goals. I then transferred to another big five, big five European team where in 96 appearances, I have scored 20 goals. Who am I? Listen. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know why. I really thought I thought Dan would dominate this game, but right now we're sitting no. at nine, nine to zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a feeling that this was going to be um <laughs> that this was going to be Gonzaga taking on Idaho State. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dan, you're up first on this one. Uh, oh, God. Um, I'm gonna. Since you are down by a little bit, I'm gonna throw in some of the stuff that I usually leave out for this guy. I think you'll get him. I started my club career at a Concacaf League team, and over the span of my career, ended up playing for ten different Concacaf League teams. I played one season in South America and had two loan spells to teams in non-Big Five European leagues. My club career ended with 506 appearances, 234 goals. I won MVP one year at a major con in a major CONCACAF league, and I currently have the 12th most all-time goals in that league and second most uh, playoff goals in that league's history. My international career included 133 caps and 68 goals. Uh, I am my country's all-time leading scorer. In my 39 goals in World Cup qualification matches is the record, worldwide record at this point. Who am I? I'm going to say um, Carlos Ruiz. Yes, you got it. Pescadito, Guatemala. All right. Yes. He won. I was completely embarrassed myself. <laughs> MVP 2002 for LA Galaxy um, and has 16 postseason goals. At one point, that was the lead that uh, Landon Donovan uh, passed him. And that 39 goals in, in World Cup qualification matches is the most all-time Ronaldo's second 31 so like he probably won't catch him and no. there's really nobody active that's close uh, yeah. that, that record will stand for a while yeah I mean the only way that Ronaldo could even have a hope to catch him is if he somehow lasts to the next World Cup and Portugal draws some San Marino in um, qualifying <laughs> yeah yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he might, he kind of seems like got that Tom Brady thing where he keeps in such yeah. good shape. He might, he might be around for, or yeah, four years, I guess. Three years, really. Uh, yeah, three. All right. Or you get first stab at this next guy. 
I started my club career at, yeah, I started my club career at a CONCACAF league team where I played three seasons uh, at 84 appearances and got 26 goals. I then transferred to a big five league team where in six seasons, I scored 60 goals and 225 appearances. The final year at that club, I scored 23 goals, including 17 goals in league play. I then transferred to another big five team where I played one season at 43 appearances and 12 goals. I then returned to CONCACAF to a CONCACAF league team where I, where I had 56 goals and 136 appearances. My international career includes 141 caps, 57 goals, which is tied for the all-time scoring mark for my country. Who am I? Lynn Dempsey. That is Clint Dempsey. Yes. Well Very done. Good. Very good. All right. Next guy. Uh, my youth international career began at the U17 level. And my youth numbers are 10 caps and five goals. And that includes U17, U20, and U23. My senior level international numbers are 115 caps with 42 goals. <clears throat> I began my club career at a CONCACAF league team. I played three seasons there getting 16 goals in 41 appearances. Uh, this got me a shot at a big five league team. However, I very rarely played for this team and was loaned out all three seasons. I was with them before finally being sold to a non-big five league team. At that non-big five league team in two seasons, I flourished netting 51 goals in 93 appearances. This earned me another shot at a big five league team. <laughs> It's confusing to say, I think, uh, where things didn't go great for me. I had three goals in 52 games. So I returned to a CONCACAF league team where I've had 173 appearances and 79 goals. Who am I? It sounds like Josie Altador. It is Josie Altador. There you go. Great job. All right. Uh, yeah, he played for what is, help me with the pronunciation, AZ Alkmaar in holland and had that 51 goals and 93 appearances that was peak 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 josie outdoor where we thought he was going to be great uh and i guess you guys all kind of know the story on that uh all right yeah okay this is the last one i have um i started my club career at a concap league team uh, where I played four seasons and in 149 appearances, scored 43 goals. This earned me a shot in Europe, but uh, with a non-Big Five league team. Uh, in just over two seasons there, I had 40 goals in 79 appearances. So that earned me a shot with a Big Five European team, where in 104 appearances, I've netted 25 goals. My international career includes... Uh, uh, Youth caps. <laughs> My international career, youth career includes uh, uh, caps at the under 20 level and under 23 level, uh, which total 17 caps, 17 goals. And at the senior national team level, I have 53 caps, 15 goals. Um, who am I? Are you there? Jimenez. Oh. Raul Jimenez. No. 
You want to take a shot, Dan? Go ahead and give me the hint. Um, okay, I'll give you a free hint. If you get, you get three points. Uh, it was something I left off because I thought it was going to make it too easy. This is the actual – at senior national team level, I have 53 caps, 15 goals, which include arguably one of the most famous goals in my country's history at a World Cup versus a traditional power. Power. Did that help you at all? Um, not really. No. I'll give you a hint. I think he has dreads in the video of him making the goal. No, no, no. That's not him. No. The goal was against Germany in the 2018 World Cup. Germany 2018 World Cup. Shit, I suck at Mexican players. <laughs> We didn't say he's Mexican. <laughs> well, of course it was. Of course it was um, Mexican. The only other teams Germany played in the 2018 World Cup were Sweden and South Korea, who ain't in Concacaf. Yes, that's true. That's true. So I might be bad at this game, but I at least know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. I don't know, Corey. You know the Mexican team a lot better than I do. Tecatito. No. No, sir. Next hint. Um, mm, 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 mm. Next hint for Dan is he plays at Napoli. Oh, come on. <laughs> Fuck. He's their best player. He's Mexico's best player. Best player. Think of a small doll that's a horror movie. <laughs> A horror movie that where that that uh, features a small doll, yeah, terrifies people. Chucky, Chucky Lozano. Yep, Chucky Lozano. Hey. Uh, All right. Who a- had a goal last week? By the way, he had two, right? Pretty yep. Genesis, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. He did score twice. Yeah. Came in. I think he came in off the bench and scored twice. And then played all the next minutes of the next match. Right. But I don't bet Syria anymore, boys. What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Miller. And I just wanted to let you know that the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk podcast is sponsored by Moneyline Dice. Moneyline aims to revolutionize the sports betting market through the creation of both functional and novelty products that sports bettors of all levels will enjoy. Spotted by its golden peaks, the Moneyline logo symbolizes winning, and winning big! Feature products include Moneyline Sports Betting Dice, Moneyline Sports Betting Pocket Notebook, Snapback Hat, and more. Use promo code CODA10, K-O-T-A-1-0, to receive a 10% discount on your next order. That's promo code CODA10, K-O-T-A, for 10% off your next order at moneylinedice.com. Now let's get back to the show. Tranquila, no mami del tiempo. Perre, ay, gozate lo que tiene talento. Si tú fueras una mentira, contigo yo miento. Y si fuera cristiana, yo viviera en el templo. Como hace, así como hace. Vengo a robarte todas las bases, nena. Así como suena, me gusta, reina como Selena. Ahora fíjate bailame con tu taco alto, más peligrosa que el Bajo en la cintura levanto ahora fin 
All right, so we want to go ahead and get to our bets, best bets of the week. Yes, yes. We do have some business, though, we need to talk about. Since I've been tracking this, this might, this might anger some people. There might be some yelling. There might be some tears. But we need to, we need to air it out here. Um, Dan, I need your opinion. Corey, I need your opinion. I'll give my opinion. What I've been tracking is what we say as our official bets. I need to know if somebody makes a comment on air that says, uh, I'm going to throw a dart at this, or if you want to get really risky, play this. If you guys think that should count on these bets. I'm guessing you're referring to on me there. No, no. Corey, Corey, he's referring to to me for the correct score when I said that I'm probably going to sprinkle on or, or on a man city one, nothing bet. And then I actually, (laughs) what? The exact quote is, I don't have the exact quote, but I did re-listen, and it's something like, if you really want to get risky. Yeah, I say what Dan said. Dan says that all the time. I know. Yeah. So, so do we want to count that, or do we just want to, what we say as our official bets to be counted? My opinion is if we say that on air, and then we tweet out that as a pick, then it counts. There's no way I'm able to track all our tweeted picks. You know? No, no, no. I'm saying if that play that you said to play gets tweeted, then I think it counts. That's what I think. I mean, if if I say, hey, you should think about doing this, I'm for sure playing this, but I'm thinking about playing this too, and then I tweet out both of them, they should count. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't care. You don't have to count the one nothing. It's, it's all good. All right. So last week, uh, bad week uh, for me. Uh, uh, one of my games was postponed, so I went one and two. And I took a negative – Point two units. Um, so for the year, I'm still at positive 2.26 units. Uh, Dan went two and two and came out ahead um, 0.87 units. Um, so for the year, he is positive 8.64 units. Corey also went one and two, had another game postponed um, and ended at minus 0.85 units, but he did hit a plus 650 correct score. Was it plus 650? One zero correct score? Yeah. Yeah. So at the, yeah, after two weeks, he is at negative uh, units, but he's been better. How many? Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Go. 1.53, negative 1.53. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. You can make up for that big time this week. All right. So, all right. So, for my first play, I I said I'm not betting Syria anymore. I'm doing one thing. This is my last. This is my last hail mary attempt. I'm taking a money line and I'm giving myself an out here, but. I'm doing a two-leg parlay, and it's Inter Milan, and they're playing at home against Venezia. It says can't lose as can't lose gets. And I'm going to take Fulham on the road at Stoke City, who is a middle league champion league champion team, or middle-tier champion team right now in the table. 
But when you parlay those two money lines, it comes out to plus 112. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there really shouldn't be any reason why Inner has any problems at all. No, and I feel like the form that Fulham's in, they, they, I was half tempted to take Fulham minus one, but I just money lines minus one ten. They're giving them a big time road discount, so I'll take the road discount. Yeah, that Inter I think is minus nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. I looked at it. I wanted to play that as the money line, but that's you can't really play it with anything to get to plus money. But for some reason, they're giving Fulham a huge road discount at minus 110, and so you can get it to plus money. Plus 112, right? Yep. I'll go, I guess, uh, since kind of alluded to it. I, I took a look at the Inter game as well. Um, um, and like I said, it was mine 900. Um, I wanted to pair it with Napoli money line, which is minus 650. Um, so what I ended up going with was the Napoli money line, and then I played Inter on a handicap, uh, minus two. Um, so I'm looking for a big win from Inter against a terrible Venezia team. And uh, those two together get you to plus 115. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Dan, what do you got? Eight. So, um... I think my first one, I'm going to go with the Premier League, and I'm going to go um, Everton and Aston Villa over two and a half goals. In Everton has basically just been leaking goals, and Villa actually looked um, pretty solid um, in that match um, against um, Manchester United, so... Yeah, I think that Villa can find the net a couple times. Everton, the past um, seven matches, there's been at least three goals scored six times. So, yeah, I think there's a decent shot that the overcash is here at minus 110. There you go. Everton is dangerously, dangerously close to relegation zone. If, yep. the, if the bottom three teams weren't so bad, it would be in <laughs> real, real trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so for my next game, I'm actually gonna I'm going to officially make two plays. This is officially two plays. <laughs> all right, so the really safe one that I'm doing, and it just comes out to even money. And I'm doing this because I just I I I know what's I know it's gonna work. Uh is I'm gonna take the Freiburg double chance at home against Stuttgart. I'm going to parlay that with under three and a half goals and over six and a half corners. And it comes out to even money. I feel like that's almost as safe as a safe bet can be. Those can still bite you in the ass, but that one feels good. And then the second play that I'm going to sprinkle on is I'm going to keep that over six and a half corners. And then I'm actually going to bet that Stuttgart gets shut out. And that comes out to plus 210. I feel pretty good that this is either a one nothing or two nothing game. Stuttgart has been shut out multiple times in their last five matches. Like if you have a good, you, you I think you have a better chance of Stuttgart not scoring on the road than scoring. <laughs> You're adding. Uh, are you dropping the double chance on that second one? Are you? Yeah, they're two. They're two different things. The only thing I'm keeping is the the corners. Okay, so it's just both team not the score. Right? No, it's Stuttgart under half a goal. Oh, Stuttgart under half. Okay, I don't hate that play, but Freiburg is 
is a really, really bad defense. That's like that's the only thing that the, their center back situation is pretty dire, which would would have made sense. Miles Robinson going there, but uh, but I mean, yeah, I like it. All right, my next one. Uh, this is a common thread that I've been playing on the show. That's Real Sociedad at home. Um, they don't score a lot of goals, and um, they almost give up no goals. Uh, and so I'm going to play them. Um, they play Getafe at home. Uh, so I'm going to give them the, the win to nil. Um, and that's at plus 120. I think that's a sensible play. All right. So for mine, even though I've been burned by them a couple times, I'm going to reach back into the past storm and go with fading Norwich. However... I'm going to make this a Watford win and both teams to score because this season Watford has played 19 Premier League matches and has kept a clean sheet in the grand total and none of them. So I think there is a very good chance that there's plenty of goals in this match. Norwich is at least competent in the attack gone now. So yeah, I think that Dom, there's a good chance both teams find the net here. Yeah, I like it. You have All right. a, a, a payout for that? Uh, the payout is plus 280. Plus 280. Yes, that's very good. All right, and then I'm fading the other really bad team in Germany. I, I This is my get back on track week in, in the Bundesliga. <laughs> I am taking both teams not to score – under or over six and a half corners and under three and a half goals in the first and Mines game. Plus 140. Really liking that over six and a half corners, aren't you? Dude, I went back and looked, and not a single one of these matches in their past five matches has ever gone below what I tacked onto it. So, like, I think the lowest one in Mines and Firth was seven, and it was once, and then the other lowest was eight. The rest was 10 or 11. And then the Stuttgart and Freiburg one, the lowest was eight. And I just need seven. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, soccerstats.com, you can actually look at what a team averages for, for corners at home and away uh, per game. Yeah. Pretty pretty helpful website there. Stalker, soccerstats.com. My turn, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to uh, the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to take a... Man City is on the road at Southampton, uh, but I still think they're going to win. Uh, they're just the best team in the Premier League, hands down. Uh, so I'm taking that money line. And then I'm going to take the Leeds United money line at home. Leeds uh, is an, another team there with Everton that is like uh, towards the bottom part of the table, getting kind of close to the relegation, but they picked up that big win against West Ham United, uh, they play Newcastle, who is in the bottom three right now. So this is a big opportunity for Leeds. Uh, you know, when you're in a relegation battle, the games that you absolutely need to get points from are against the other teams in there. Leeds wins this. They're going to be, I think, nine or ten points clear of relegation. Uh, so I think they're going to be really motivated to get out there and get a money line uh, win, <laughs> I meant to say. Uh, and that's at plus 145, those two together. There you go. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, 
see. I think I'm going to pair a couple plays together here. And what I'm going to do is play Bayer Leverkusen to win and both teams to score on Hoffenheim and Dortmund, which comes out to a payout of plus 105. Leverkusen has basically dominated the series with Augsburg um, and has actually been very good at home. And Augsburg is just not a good road team at all. So I think that one should be a win. Dortmund and Hoffenheim, usually both teams are able to put something on together. I think the last match finished, last match between them finished two apiece. So yeah, I think there's a good chance that both will find the net. Oh, dude, I, I was actually trying to work in both teams to score in that <laughs> in that Dortmund match as well. I was trying to work that into a couple of these parlays. That was actually the, one of the very first lines I looked at. Yeah. I like that. I, mean, I figured I had to get creative because it's minus 250. Yep. Yeah. And I like the Leverkusen one. That's a little tease for my next one. <laughs> um, all right. And I have one more. And – I damn near hit what Thomas likes to call the 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 super slut parlays. <laughs> so I almost I almost I almost hit a ten leg parlay. I hit nine of them, and they were all the biggest market teams in their leagues. And it was ten. And it, it, the only the one that screwed me was oh which one was it was uh, AC Milan at home. When they lost, oh, who the f- I don't even remember who the fuck they lost to anymore. I don't care. It was bullshit. <laughs> but I have three three teams that I think are favorites, a couple of which I'm getting a discount on, even though the matchups are really nice. Um, everybody's hating on Arsenal, but they're at home against Burnley this weekend. I think they beat Burnley. Real Madrid is home against Elche, and I think they beat Elche. And then Barcelona plays Alaves and... I know Barcelona's been bad, but they're not that bad. They still they still have some world-class players, and Alaves sucks. So you parlay those three together, it comes out to plus 142. The only, the only part that makes me nervous is it's Barcelona on the road. Right. Right. Which it should. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I think that, like... We should put like a definition on a super slut bet. Like, I think it has to be at least four legs to be a slut bet. And then anything that's over like six legs is a super slut. Bet. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we can call this. We can call this a small money slut. Small money slut. Yeah. Small money slut. <laughs> the two dollar play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, my last one. Uh, I mentioned it. Uh, I really love the. Leverkusen and Augsburg, um, both teams to score. Leverkusen scores a lot, not great in defense. Augsburg is just like, they're just due to get a goal. That's what that's what I'm looking at. I mean, you know, and I think it's going to be Ricardo Pepe. Uh, I didn't look up him to score at any moment. I mean, I'll look it up. I've, I've, got, I've got it pulled up. I'll find it real quick. Just keep going. Yep. All right. That's that's all I got on that one. Uh, it's minus one thirty five. Don't really like to play that much uh, paying in smoke or anything. But I mean, just that like a ten dollar bet still pays out 
seven and a half, 17, $50 bet will still get you 87. Uh, you know, so one mi minus 135 ain't too bad. So that's what that one is. Still very confident about that. Dan's was Ricardo Pepe's plus 2,800. Plus 2,800. I mean, we could probably bet that for the next five matches. He'll score one and we'll, and we'll come out positive. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he had he had some good opportunities. They must be banking that he's not going to start. I don't know. Like, plus 2,800 seems really tempting. Oh, no. That's for the team to play score first and their team to lose the match. Oh. <laughs> single goal. Yeah. Let's see. Ricardo Pepe, it's still plus nine. Uh, no. Plus, plus 350. First, first time score is plus 900. Last score is plus 900. Yeah. Yeah, plus 350. It's not bad. So I'll throw that. I'll throw that one on there. I'll uh, play Pepe to score. Plus 350. All right. You have any more plays, Dan? All right, so I'm debating how risky I want to get here, and I don't think I need to push it. Um, like I think there's a good chance that the spread is gonna hit, but I'm just gonna go straight money line with Wolves against Brentford at plus one fifty five. Like that that play of taking Wolves to win by exactly one against Southampton damn near worked, but. Even though it's a juicy number at plus 290, I've already got one play like that. I don't need to get dumb greedy. So I do think Wolves will come out with all, all three points. Brentford has been not that great at home. So, yeah, I think this one's worth a shot. I, yeah, I really like that bet, too. Yep. Yep, that third that third goal, that, that one that screwed you, uh, plus one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so close on that. So close on Leicester. Right. You're, hit, you're like right on it right now. Yeah. I mean, the good news was I was able to um, hit the Brighton draw at least, but. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm fresh out of picks, guys. Yeah, me too. I think that's all I got. All right. So do we want to, how do we want to do this with the game next week? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we probably discuss it off here. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know how much. We'll be concentrating on, or what a podcast of us watching the game live is going to sound like. <laughs> That'd be interesting, actually. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Fuck it. All right, I think I think we got some ideas here. We'll 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 figure something out. But next time we talk to you, we will we will either be playing or have played a match. So it's game week, everyone. Let's go. Thanks for joining us, uh, and uh, see you guys next week.